Hello, Heidi. Hello, Insumo community. We're here with Heidi Gruss, and we're so, so excited to host this week's Insumo Habit Talks along with her. We're very excited to continue the conversation and get to get her to introduce herself, her habits, and how she maintains her productivity levels in her life and her professional life. So, Heidi, without further ado, I would love to have you introduce yourself to the community, who you are, what your background is, and what your current focus is in life. Sure. Thank you so much. Um, so, you know, my name is Heidi Gruss. I am a licensed psychotherapist and transformation strategist. I've been working with clients now for more than two decades, um, in both in my clinical practice and also in uh, my coaching program, where I'm the creator of the transformation methodology. And what is the transformation methodology? Yeah, thanks for asking. So that really is the vehicle um, helping clients um, to align their values, um, their, um, their, their sense of routines and rituals, um, creating a systemized approach to help them achieve their goals. And do you think that that is only exclusive to a professional development sense, or is it also something that applies to the personal goals that someone can set in their lives? Yeah, it can be, you know, the, the type of goals, it's really open-ended. I, you know, I know a lot of the people who seek me out tend to be leaders and entrepreneurs actually, um, which is wonderful, but um, there's a lot of different goals out there that are, you know, people are trying to achieve. Definitely. What's something interesting that I've noticed as I started diving into professional life in my life has been the drastic difference in the different generational approaches that people were taking when they were determining what they want out of their work life. And so what was interesting is that I noticed that potentially older generations were morally more looking at work for the returns uh, and the benefits they were going to get out of it. But as you get to the younger generations, you see more of a preoccupation with value-driven approaches to work. So they really want whichever company they work for to represent their overall values. They also want to be working in things that really excite them, that they're passionate about, that really adhere to those values and help them uh, work towards establishing certain things that are important to them. So did you also uh, observe these kind of different tendencies across generations and like what, um, what are sir, some um, interesting findings that you've noticed with your different clients that you worked with? So I think in general, I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, overall, I actually find that most people are very disconnected um, from, you know, from themselves. So in asking a person, you know, well, what are your values? What is important to you? And while those uh, questions appear really simple, they're actually really difficult for most people to answer. And the answers that um, initially are given really represent, um, uh, you know, cues or expectations coming from their external environment, right? They're not coming from internal representing self. They're coming from, you know, things that you know, perhaps has been instilled in them from their family, from their work environment, from, you know, expectations of roles that they currently hold in their lives. But those, that's where the misalignment really happens. And how would you, how do you help people differentiate between their personal values and values that are potentially coming from those external factors? 
Well, so one of the, the major shifts in the transformation methodology is redirecting a client back to self. So it, it's not about, you know, the comparisons that they're making to perhaps what they're seeing on social media or, um, you know, from other messages or pressures that they're seeing in the media in general, or even from, you know, different dynamics um, in their life, you know, in the workplace, for instance, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm 30 years old, I have this, you know, idea that I'm already supposed to be at, in, at this position um, within this hierarchy by this time, making this type of an income, you know, and achieving these other life milestones simultaneously. Well, who says? And why are those things important to you? When we get to the why, there, there initially, there aren't really compelling answers. It's like, well, because that's what everybody else is doing. And, and that is true. You know, there, you may see that a lot, but that doesn't mean that that's most important to you or that that's a meaningful goal or expectation for you to, to try to be achieving. So, it's, it's really helping the client um, dig deeper to understand what is it that really represents them? What is it that, you know, that is really important to them that, that they want to embody as a value? Definitely. And if you don't mind me asking, how did you start venturing into this world of helping people realign their values and especially like notice their values? Like what was your beginning and what was your calling that initially ignited this? So as a licensed psychotherapist, you know, I've, I've been working with clients for, for many, many years, right? And, um, you know, what I started to see was there were a lot of people coming to me experiencing a great deal of distress, but not necessarily qualifying for a specific clinical diagnosis, you know? So, you know, it's, it would be unethical to just slap on some type of a diagnosis to a client to be able to see them in a clinical setting. Yet I, I could tell their distress was real. Um, you know, they were achieving wonderful things, for instance, but yet still feeling a great deal of emptiness, you know, realizing that a certain um, title or a certain income level wasn't the fulfillment that they were really going after. And so I really tasked myself with finding um, a solution, finding a, a methodology, a structure, a, a process for these clients to get relief from the distress that they were feeling. I think what you're talking about really resonates with my personal journey as well, because I noticed that, and I feel like this is a shared journey across a lot of people who grew up uh, having big goals and big dreams. Um, a lot of those dreams are usually associated with certain accomplishments. And then once you start accomplishing those accomplishments and goals, you're like, but what's next? What's next? You're always thinking of the next step that's going to come along. So in the end of the day, none of those accomplishments end up sh giving you short-term satisfaction. But I notice when you associate like your goals and accomplishments with a more macro level picture or a bigger value, it's easier to really like celebrate the journey along with it celebrates the, the small wins across the way and also like not always preoccupy get preoccupied with a specific accomplishment and then i think like that gives you like more of a long-term sense of satisfaction and sense of happiness um i i think i've been experiencing this with like certain milestones in my job for example i was for a very long time very preoccupied with getting a promotion getting a raise but at the same time 
I was constantly like bringing the idea that I would really love my work, really love my company. And so even the fact that I was working in this company, I keep reminding myself is the thing that's really giving me joy. So like the preoccupation with being promoted takes like more of like a secondary importance in my life. Like, I don't know if that was something that you observed in other clients that you were also talking to. I actually find, um, I think it's the inverse of that. It's that, you know, most people set out, you know, to accomplish, you know, success and they start on this very paved path. It's very familiar because, you know, it's many people sort of follow the same trajectory. It's, It's then once you hit a level of success where you're kind of branching out into new waters, it's sort of the territory where it's, you know, your top 10%, your top 20%. Well, that path isn't very well paved at all because there's no one set way of getting that success. And that's where it really requires um, the client to be connected with self, to know what's important, to know how to outsmart themselves with regard to, you know, creating routines and structure in their lives. Um, And, you know, so you can't just watch a, you know, how to create a, a, you know, stellar morning routine habit or some kind of, you know, funny video on YouTube to get the solution. It's really about at that point, implementing strategy. That's definitely the approach we try to take it in Sumo as well, because we know that while taking on habit challenges can be a collective process when you want to share this journey with other people. It's also very individual in many senses because like one sort of approach to habit building is not going to work for the other person. Like me and my best friend, we decided collectively that we wanted to increase the amount that we were exercising. And so what that looked like for me was drastically different than what it looked like for her and what was like really helping her establish that as a more of like a daily routine rather than a one-off habit. And so I think it's so important to understand the individualistic side and also for people to really take some time to reflect on like what certain things mean to them and what the personal journey could look like. And I really love what you're saying about like really taking a moment to understand your own values, what certain things mean to you and what you want to prioritize. And so what would your recommendations be for people who are in a position where they're paving into new waters? This could be a professional step that they're taking. This could be a new habit that they're trying to uh, take on in their lives. Like what are certain ways that you approach those like unfamiliar waters and try to build some confidence or like inspiration when when you're going into this new field? Yeah, you know, so I think what's really important is, you know, number one, to make sure that there are appropriate boundaries and limits in place um, to protect the time and resources that are necessary to develop the habit, to put the habit into motion. I think number two, it's important to realize that it really is about what you're willing to do on a daily basis, not so much as an event, right? So building habits is a process, it's not an event. So I make sure to distinguish that with my clients. Um, and, and number three, it's really addressing whatever limiting beliefs are in the way from people feeling as though they can only follow through with particular behavior changes or habits when they have the ideal circumstances set in front of them, right? So um, 
for, for example, um, why can't you get up and do your workout, even though you're, you're not feeling motivated or inspired on that given day? Why is it that you believe you have to feel inspired or motivated in order to get that workout done? Right. Because in fact, you know, in talking with, you know, very high level entrepreneurs and, and, um, successful people, um, including myself, you know, we will tell you that oftentimes, you know, going through the motions of the same routine, even when it feels boring is part of the success factor. Definitely. Uh, and maybe as a final question to explore, I've noticed that a lot of interesting uh, things come out from this question. And I try to ask myself this question as well. Uh, what would you do if you could go back 10 years and find yourself and give them like, what would the spiel include when you're talking to yourself from 10 years ago in terms of like how you would ideally want to shape the next 10 years of your life? Meaning would I do anything differently? Is that what you're asking? Or even this could even be like a psychological perspective kind of approach, like um, maybe like even like with certain things that came through in your life, like such as like professional challenges that you endured, like what would you recommend to yourself 10 years ago as to how to approach that? Yeah, so, you know, the funny thing about that is, you know, we all have to go through these different challenges and lessons in order to be prepared for the next thing. Um, so I think all of these things are necessary, and that's where the learning, that's where the sort of magic comes from um, with regard to personal development. Um, so, you know, is my mindset the same? Absolutely not, nor should it be. Um, for all of your listeners who are on a personal um growth phase of their life, um, you have to realize that, you know, what you know today is, is the limit of today. And, you know, you're never meant to know, um, you're always meant to know more in every, in every phase moving forward. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, that, that's pretty much what I would say about that. No, that's super, super insightful. And I think it's important to notice that change, like this is such a cliche saying, but the only thing that's constant is change. And so change is just like always going to be happening in our personality, in our circumstances. And I think there is there are two ways that you need to be thinking about that. And one is like being flexible to change and being accommodating of change and embracing change, but also trying to manage and main like manage the change in the direction that you wanted to like take you so like certain things you can't really control but I think the overall course of your life you can control through reorienting yourself in your personal values what matters to you what you want to prioritize like you were saying earlier uh, and having said that I think that's a great way to wrap up our conversation today thank you so much Heidi for joining us at Insumo Habit Talks we're so excited to have you as a part of our community Thank you so much.